Pages of Pim Better Podcast. Hello, wonderful people. Thanks for tuning in. Wherever you are in the world, I appreciate you listening. This is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. I'm recently returned, in fact, very recently returned from Southeast Asia, and I've got a whole bunch of podcasts that are coming out to you. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Yogyakarta, also known as Yogya, Jogjakarta, and Jogja. I'm going to refer to it as Jogja throughout the episode, uh, mostly for the sake of fitting in, because that is how most of the people that I met in Indonesia pronounced the region and the city. Um, so before we get to the guests, I'm going to do a bit of an introduction. Uh, there are some things that we left out, but I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I was in Bali, Indonesia, and in Prior to going to Indonesia, I thought, where else within in Indonesia can I go? You know, Bali is the most famous, probably because of Eat, Pray, Love. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a nation of over a thousand islands. Um, and each kind of has its own unique quality to it. So when I was Googling and, and checking out um, travel blogs and, and, and travel writers and photographers on uh, Instagram and Twitter and things like that, I kept seeing this really cool temple complex, which is Borobudur. And I thought, wow, I really want to see that. Because after a while traveling throughout Southeast Asia, like a temple is a temple is a temple. And a lot of them look the same. And, you know, they kind of lose their luster. Um, after a little while. But this one was really interesting in that, uh, at least to me, I hadn't seen anything that looked like it. It looks like a series of um, bells, kind of like those old style bells that you can pick up with two fingers and ring. Google it, Borobudur, um, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So I thought, wow, I really want to see that. Checked out flights only about an hour, hour and 10 minutes from Bali. So I thought, I have to go check this out. Um, also, when you're not just in Indonesia, but when you're in Southeast Asia, this is like the cheapest region to get local flights. Um, in Indonesia specifically, you can get AirAsia, Garuda, I think Lion was the cheapest. And you can get from Bali to Jogja on like a $50 plane ticket. You're going to have to be flexible because they often don't leave on time. Not crazy late, but not like totally on schedule. Um, and things like, you know, AirAsia, you don't even get water and things like that. But it's totally a fair trade if you want to get around, um, you know, from country to country or for different places that, you know, a bus would take 12 hours or something like that. So um, I had the intent of seeing Borobudur and then I wanted to kind of figure out what else within uh, Jogja would I be able to see? Now, Jogja is a region in eastern Java. Let me make sure that that is correct. Um, but it is also a city. So I stayed in the city itself. If you, oh, south central, <laughs> south, south central Java. Um, so if you are going to do something like go to Borobudur or the other main temple complex is uh, Prambanan, 
or if you want to get to some of the beaches that I'm going to talk about, you have to drive uh, an hour and a half for, or an hour-ish for the temples, uh, an hour and a half to two hours, depending on which one of the beaches you want to see. Totally worth it, though. Um, if you're staying at a hotel or a hostel or something like that, you can talk to them about getting a driver or um, through my guest, Chitra, she helped me to get a driver. And you have them for the day, you know, meet people or if you're traveling with someone, split the costs. And if you if you have four or five people that go with you, then it's relatively cheap to, to get around. And this is my recommendation for how to get around outside of the city of Georgia. So Borobudur, um, really an amazing temple complex um, built in the ninth century. I had read that it was completely painted at the time, um, but now it just sort of looks like gray stone blocks. Um, the, so the structure itself is also a giant bell. You can see some really cool pictures of people that use drones to take uh, overhead shots. Uh, if you Google that, you can find all that really easily. And then once you get to the top, that is where these iconic photos of all the bells are. Um, you can see some professional shots. If you just do Google image search, uh, you can see my pictures on my Instagram at the voyages of Tim V. But it's really quite amazing. Um, like I said, a, a much different looking temple complex than anything I had been to before. And for that reason alone, it was really worth it for me. Uh, pretty crowded there, but still like far fewer people than if maybe it was just the time of day I went, but if you were to go to something like Angkor Wat. Um, and in general in Jogja, I, there were far fewer uh, tourists who looked like me, right? So far fewer tourists from from Europe and America, like almost minimal uh, as compared to Bali. Um, so it's a little bit of a hike up to the top to to see the bells and to have that overlook. And you know, you're surrounded by by mountains and it's it's really beautiful. But one thing I didn't realize was that each layer going up to the top tells a story in pictographs. And it's really, really beautiful work that's still, in, you know, almost entirely intact. They were kind of fixing some sections of it, but um, I had read that the each layer is a representation of a step towards nirvana and the top of the entire Borobudur structure is supposed to be like you have reached uh, enlightenment and you know you don't have to go back through the the cycle of, of rebirth to try to reach enlightenment um, you know I couldn't really tell what the story was because again it's in pictographs and there are some what look like letterings uh, but it's really cool there's images of animals um, we saw elephants monkeys we saw something that looked a lot like a lion which it wouldn't really make sense to me because there's no lions there. Um, but just really cool. Um, I'd be interested to know what that was supposed to be a representation of. Um, and then you see like um, these carvings of, of women and people who look like rulers or gods. Really incredible and I totally recommend going there. Uh, something that we, <laughs> that we missed that was near Borobudur uh, that Chicha also told me about is Chicken Church. You can Google this as well, but somebody, uh, a religious fanatic, I hope is fair to say, of some sort, built a giant church in the jungle, and the church is a giant chicken. <laughs> so um, 
I didn't get to see this again, but I would go check that out if you're you know over there already anyway. So the beaches, you can Google, let me see some of, the, some of these links for you. Uh, someone who is a big help for me that has information about the beaches is, um, I believe her name is pronounced Firsta, and she has tons of information about Indonesia. Check her out at discoveryourindonesia.com. And I think she's also on Instagram. I'll check that out right now, but discoveryourindonesia.com and her Instagram, I believe is Firsta. I'll get back to you in a second on that. But um, it's really cool because each, I mean, Indonesia has, has just vast coastline, right? So each like beach region or, or beach itself within um Georgia it has its own sort of personality. Yeah, her Instagram is HelloFirsta, F-I-R-S-T-A. Um, so check her out. And, um, you know, some of them you've probably seen pictures of as well. There's Timang, which has this cable car that runs out to an island. And you can, like, you can get in the cable car and, and go out over the water. And it, it kind of swells right there. So um, it looks super dangerous and gives you, I guess, a cool picture. Uh, that's one thing that... Chichar talks about in this episode too is that um, uh, Indonesians in general or people from Jogja love picture taking and there are places all over Jogja that have like um, overlooks set up and, and pictures for you to or uh, places for you to go take pictures. There's one place in general called uh, I was saying Pinus Pinus um, which has all these structures in the woods that are set up and there's like cool swings and overlooks and things you can climb through. Um, you know, not necessarily an amazing cultural event to do, but it's fun and you could go and you could take some cool pictures. Um, so if you're in that region and you, and you have some time to kill, it's really not that far outside of the city at all. It's way closer than the other things that I mentioned. Um, but yeah, the beaches, this is something that I need to go back to Jogja to, to check out um, because th there's so many. And again, if you check out discoveryourindonesia.com, she's got uh, this post, 12 awesome beaches in Indonesia you should visit. And then she also has um, specifically a post about beaches within Jogja. Um, other things, as there is everywhere in Indonesia, like you can go see a coffee plantation type of deal. That's you know super touristy. The coffee's really good though. So if you if you want to go to something like that and and just tell them, oh, I've already seen the tour, but I'd like to sit and order a cup of coffee, a cup of coffee. Uh, it's that Luwak coffee that has passed. The the bean has been eaten by a weasel and has passed through their digestive tract, and then it gets brewed. Um, so. Kind of cool, again, kind of touristy. It's one of the things that when you do a tour anywhere else, like they try to tack it on, uh, but the coffee is really good. So I would recommend checking out some of the coffee if you have some time. Um, okay, what else? Um, waterfalls, I mean, God, Georgia has like anything nature that you want. There is a mountain there as well. It's a volcano. You can do a hike 
Uh, Chitra talks about that. You can also do like ATV riding up and they do Jeeps and things like that. There's whitewater rafting, there's tubing. Like th- There's really any sort of uh, like nature adventure types of things that you could possibly want to do. That stuff's in Jogja. Again, not in the city, but within the region of Jogjakarta. For the city itself, I get into this in our conversation, but uh, I had come from Bali where uh, it's really easy to walk around or to get from region to region on a motorbike. And you can you can take motorbikes in Jogja, but it's much more of a of a city than the different cities in air quotes within uh, the island of Bali. So we flew in. I was sick. You'll hear that in the episode. And um, it just right off the bat, it sort of it looked different from where I had been the previous week and a half or so. And I wasn't quite sure what to make of Jogja. There's not like a ton of street food sellers and like obvious restaurants after restaurant like there is in in places in uh, Ho Chi Minh City or even uh, popular cities like Bangkok. But there's like little hidden nooks and crannies down all the side alleyways. And there's a lot to see if you know what to look for and where to look for it. Uh, Georgia is a city with a lot of students. It's sort of like the university hub of Indonesia. There's a lot of businesses that gets done there as well. Uh, so if, if possible, if you can meet someone in uni and um, talk to them, kind of like I talked to Chitra to find out different places to check out, uh, food and bars and things like that. It's really a cool city and, and I need to get back and experience more. But, uh, here's some things I recommend and, uh, some advice, I guess. Uh, for starters, this is going to come up in a few of these episodes, but if you're used to you, if you're from a major city in the United States and you're used to using Uber or Lyft or Juno or whatever, uh, car ride service you have. Uh, that's a very new thing in parts of Southeast Asia. And it's something that's uprooting uh, traditional economies in a sense in that, uh, you know, local taxi services or just people who use their own car for a service or even the government taxis, uh, they don't like Uber. <laughs> um, not necessarily for the un you know, the business practices that are, or the ethical things that a lot of people talk about, but because it is so much cheaper than the services they're offering and that then puts them out of a job. So when we were in places like, uh, KL, we learned that there's actually been like violence against Uber drivers. And also within Bali, like you'll see signs even at certain hotels that say, um, we don't like, you cannot get an Uber here. And so when we first got to Georgia, we thought the taxi driver was kind of overshooting us, uh, and we tried to Uber, and the Uber drivers were, would, would text right away and say, I, ca- I can't come into the airport area. Um, so best way to get out of the airport is just to take one of the taxi services, um, negotiate like you do anywhere, but um, Chicho had explained that like that's, that's your best option there too, and that they're not really going to screw you over too bad. Uh, less accommodations than there were in Bali, but we stayed at a hotel that I thought was great. It was not that expensive. Um, we stayed in Georgia. I know you can stay closer to Borobudur if you want, um, but we didn't 
see much of a reason to do that. And again, like it was not hard to get from the city itself to any of those other things that I previously mentioned. Food. I love the food in Southeast Asia, uh, in Southeast Asia. I love the food in Indonesia. Uh, in the more touristy parts of Bali, you'd get the same thing over and over. And in like the really touristy parts, they were totally like westernized versions of those foods. So like um, nasi goreng is fried rice within their own style, which is actually quite good. Um, but like you'd see that everywhere. Um, mi goreng is like a, a fried noodle dish. Um, gado gado is an all vegetarian dish. And you'd see these over and over and over. Um, in the city of Georgia, I thought that there were more options that weren't just those like three to five options you'd see everywhere else in Bali. And I was quite pleased by this. So the main, the main section, I guess, that maybe tourists would go to or that has like uh, nightlife and things like that and, and markets that you can go to out on the street and food out on the street is uh, Marleyboro Street. So there's, there's like some Western stuff that you can, you can get there. Again, you know, at this point, that's not my jam. So uh, there's like little food restaurant after restaurant, and they all kind of serve the same thing. And um, when you're walking past, like they have these big banners up that say what the food is and what the price is. So I was walking along the street and I saw that at all of these, you sit on the ground, um, and you take off your shoes, and you eat with your hands. All cool with me. And as a Westerner, when I ate there, they actually gave me like a fork and spoon, and I just kind of looked around and watched everyone else to see what they were doing and how they were doing it, and then I just emulated what they were doing because I didn't want to be to seem like I was, you know, rejecting the culture or anything like that. Um, so it was, it was quite quite busy mostly with locals eating, uh, as like, I guess, you know, families eating together after work. And I tried to pick a place where I could fit. Um, and so I picked one that was a little less empty. And right away, like I could see that there were some tourists that they kept taking pictures of the banners, which was, which was the menu. Um, and quickly realized that it was because pigeon was being offered on the menu. So I was a little bit embarrassed at the fact that they were doing that and taking the pictures, like this was some shocking, exciting thing, which pigeon isn't even weird. Um, and like, I didn't really want to be associated with that. So I was a little embarrassed just like coming in, but I was welcomed uh, warmly. Um, again, without there being so many Westerners there, uh, I guess it was kind of interesting maybe to them that I was eating there. Um, and I ate a feast for, <laughs> for pretty cheap. I met a guy right on the street who, who, who walked up to me and said, uh, like, where are you from? And that's the thing you always hear, where are you from? Um, oh, I'm from New York. Oh, America, America, very cool. And he says, oh, you have to get the, the jackfruit. You have to get it, it's so good here. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, would you, would you want to sit with me? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So he sat down with me and we ate together. Um, fried chicken, uh, the jackfruit, uh, whole crab, uh, rice, uh, I think... Uh, Chicho pointed out that there's a, uh, a cow skin. Um, then there's like this like jellied sambal. Sambal is the um, really like uh, a couple different like spicy sauces that you can get. It was amazing. And again, uh, if you don't quite know what to do with the food, just you can ask. 
Um, or you can just look around and see what everyone else is doing. Uh, but just grab the rice and use the rice kind of like if you were to be eating Ethiopian or, or yeah, even something Mediterranean where you would pick up bread or something to kind of scoop up your food and you use the rice to pick up your food. And it is delicious. Again, it's like like anywhere if you're paying on the street, like it's super cheap. Um, for the for US dollars, the conversion rate there was like 10,000 to one. Um, and I think for that meal, I paid 20 or 30,000, right? So that's two to three bucks. So go uh, get some food like that. Um, there are a number of restaurants and coffee shops and places where kids are going to congregate, or kids, right? College people, college age, uh, young adults are going to be congregating. Um, so it has a lot. Uh, I need to go back. Um, we didn't quite hit on all the stuff within the city in the conversation that I have with Chitra, but um, if you have any recommendations, I'd be glad to, to do a follow-up episode. Um, and so you should definitely reach out to me if you do. It's thevoyagesoftimvetter at gmail.com. Um, after we ate, that gentleman, and I feel really bad that his name escapes me right now, he took me to see uh, this dance that was going on, and he explained to me that you know, there was a bit of a language barrier, but he was explaining that it was a, the anniversary or a holiday or something like that. Um, and that's why the dancing was going on. So that was really cool. Uh, really loved my stay there. Uh, it kind of got cut short and I went back to Bali, but I definitely look forward to going back there one day. Uh, okay. So, um, my guest today is somebody that I met in Jakarta. Uh, she was a really big help in, she knew everything, and not just about Jogja, but um, about Indonesia in general. And so within this episode, we talk about some of her other favorite spots and uh, some of the different islands that you should check out. Uh, so my guest is Chitra Kantiaji, and um, this conversation is a little silly, Luckily for myself, I am not a journalist, and um, i just trying to entertain you and give you information, and if I could do both of those things at once, that's great. Um, so, you know, we were a little silly. We veered off course a bit. Uh, there's some things that we didn't cover that I wanted to. Like I said, some of the nitty-gritty things of the city itself. Um, Chitra had gotten dengue fever, and her story about that's pretty crazy, and I, it completely slipped my mind to, to bring that up. So maybe I'll have her back on one day, and we'll talk about that. Uh, one of her friends actually told me that uh, Bali is like the, uh, has the most uh, dengue fever um, incidences of anywhere in the world, which is kind of scary. There's no vaccine for that, but... Um, Listen, I was totally fine, and I got bitten by some mosquitoes, so um, just be careful. Again, uh, a little bit of a silly conversation. Um, I think that my affinity for her is kind of obvious in the conversation, again, because we're being kind of silly, but uh, she is a wealth of knowledge. I will put a link to her... Uh, Instagram, I guess, within the show notes for this episode, so you should check that out. Um, yeah. So, again, if you want to contribute information about Indonesia, I will be going back there, uh, Jogja specifically or anywhere else. That would be really cool. So shoot me an email. 
I'm also considering like uh, sending stickers out to people who want to put them in uh, popular spots, in bars, hubs, telephone poles. Uh, when I was a kid, bands would have street teams, and I don't know if bands still do that. I think I'm getting kind of old at this point at 31. Um, but when I was in, when I was traveling for the last month, I was putting them up uh, all over the place. So if you're someone that lives in a place I haven't been and you want to help out and put those up, shoot me an email as well and I'll send you a bunch of stickers and that would be awesome. Okay, cool. Hope you enjoy this one. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. As always, take care of each other and peace. Here in Changu, Bali, <laughs> with Chitra. Um, Chitra was instrumental in helping me to navigate Jogja, which, if you are from the States, you're probably reading as Yogyakarta, which is what I did for a really long time before I came, but which is wrong. Um, and so you're on to talk about Jogja. Welcome. Yay! <laughs> um, so I want to start with who you are. If that is not too broad of a question, and how you came to live in Jogja. Okay, so my name is Chitra, and <laughs> I, uh, I'm i from Tangerang, so it is a city nearby Jakarta, but it is not Jakarta, and I decided to move to Jogja because I had to st study there, and now I'm working in Jogja. And I came to Jogja because of Borobudur. I'm saying that correct? Yes. Okay. Borobudur, which is like all over like Instagram and travel sites and blogs and things like that right now. Uh, would you say that that is like the main draw for tourists coming to Jogja? Yeah. So in Jogja, we have, I think, two uh, really famous temples. One of them is Borobudur, and then the other one is Prambanan. And I think those temples are the most attractive things in Jogja for the tourists. So I'm going to talk about my first, like, 15 minutes getting to Jogja, um, and then I'm going to have a question for you. Okay. So, uh, yeah, coming from Bali, right, I was, I was in Bali, like, totally relaxing, uh, lots of sun, surf, ocean, just beautiful. And I was traveling with my friend Kevin. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to go see Borobudur. And then like, I was seeing there's all these beaches, all, there's all this great stuff. So I'm at the airport in Bali, and I eat some satay. And then I'm flying, which is not far to get to Georgia. But as we're flying, I'm thinking, uh-oh, I think I might throw up. I feel really queasy. So the plane is starting to land. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> I'll get into the airport. And then the plane goes back up. Like you could see the runway and then we like hit the gas or whatever and, and we, we go right back up into the air. And the pilot gets on the loudspeaker and says, 
we would like to make a perfect landing. No. <laughs> so we're going to try again. And I said, yes, that's good. I would like a perfect landing too. <laughs> so we land and I throw up a lot and was sick for like a day with food poisoning. Ooh. So we get into a taxi, mm-hmm. me and my friend, and a guy comes and opens my door <laughs> and says, you have to get out of this taxi. You can't take this one. Um, and so we had to leave and then we walked for a while but eventually we made it to the hotel. But Jogja didn't really look like I expected. What do you mean? Uh, I think that uh, previously I had been in Ho Chi Minh and then in Bali, and those places are very, very busy with activity, like people, people walking around. Um, and it was kind of hard to see, like there wasn't like restaurant after restaurant after restaurant. It's just more like auto shops and things like that Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of hard to find things until you started suggesting things Mm. does that make sense yeah that makes sense um okay so first i want to talk about this the taxi thing so i noticed this in other places i was in recently like kuala lumpur and even in bali um so like in the states we use uber we use lyft Mm -hmm. and it seems like here uh well there's uber there's lyft there's grab Mm -hmm. um but it seems like there's a conflict between uh these newer forms of like cheaper rides and i guess what would traditionally be somebody offering a ride or a traditional taxi or something like that is that accurate yeah so uh in some places like for example at the train stations and um airport Mm -hmm. uh because they have their on taxi like transport and yeah so we only able to take them but if you actually take the official taxi from the airport they will not rip you off really they have a price lease so from yeah fixed price so uh from uh the arrival gate you just go straight and then we'll be right side there is taxi like official taxi and then you just need to let them know where you are going and then that's the price and it is not expensive and what i've been doing in bali um, up to this point is just like finding someone with a motorbike and saying hey will you take me here for this much like is there is that cool with like taxi groups or are they not okay with that too? If you can bear gain, it will be all right, but otherwise it will be still too expensive. I think my suggestion for those who want to travel uh, to Jogja, just to take the official taxi, there is also a bus, which is uh, really cheap. It costs 4,000 rupiah or 3,500. I don't know how much that is in the US. Um, it's like 3,500 is like a little less than $3. $3 American, US. $3? No, it's 3 cents. 3,000? Oh my cents. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I butchered that. Yeah, it's a third. So it's, yeah, it's like 30 cents. Yeah, 30 cents to go to the city. I think that will be a good option only if you have uh, not so many luggage with you and then you can just take that from the airport. Okay. So Jogja is um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, like the hub of education and uni and things like that within Indonesia? Yes. So we have a lot of universities and schools in Yogyakarta. And then Jogja is really famous as a student city. And uh, all the students from all over Indonesia, they would go to Jogja to study. Also another reason, because I think Jogja is really famous as a cheap place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the like we talked about Borobudur, um, is the main draw to Jogja things that are kind of outside of the city itself? Yes. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. And Borobudur is actually not in Yogyakarta. It is in a city place called Magelang. Really? Yeah. But Jogja is, of course, like the airport is in Jogja. Right. Um, before we get to that stuff, what about the city itself? Like what would make, um, what would make somebody that's traveling want to come to Jogja? Because I think Jogja is a little Indonesia. A lot of people come from different part of Indonesia. They will go to Jogja and then mostly students here very, you know, like friendly. All the Jogjanese here are also very friendly and the foods are good. We have a lot of options. And I think Jogja has that special atmosphere that you can't really describe with words and you just need to feel it and then People believe that, actually Indonesian people believe that once you go to Jogja, it will make you want to come back again. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> um, so Jogja's in Java. Um, how is it different to be, uh, what is it about being like Javanese that's different from, from being Balinese? The culture is different, the language also different. How, how's the culture different? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, religion, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so religion and language. Religion, language. But there's no like... Food's also different. Yeah, food is different. <laughs> but there's no like competition. Is, is there? No. It's like, oh, I'm Balinese, I'm better, I'm Javanese, I'm better. No, I don't think so. Because we have that in the States... Like, I'm from New York. It's better than being from Alabama or something like that. Sorry to anybody from Alabama. I'm just no, using that as an example. I think, like, people from Jogja, we travel to Bali for holiday, and then people for uh, from Bali, they would go to Jogja for study. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Okay, so Borobudur. Yes. What? So that's, like, all I knew of Jogja while I was still calling it Yogyakarta. Um, Yogyakarta is actually correct. So it is, you can call it Yogyakarta, Yogyakarta, Jogja, Yogya, all the same. So I was right. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, yeah, like that's what I thought was the only thing there and so like, until I started like looking at blogs and until I started talking to you. Um, so let's give people a taste of what else there is to do around Jogja and the surrounding region. Uh, region. Okay, so... In Jogja, we have a lot of options. It depends like what you want to see. You can, for, for mountains, there are some nearby Jogja, but I think the closest one is Merapi. Merapi is also famous as uh, 
the most active volcano in Indonesia Merapi itself uh, from api api means fire so it is a mountain of fire oh there you go yeah and then next to it not so far I think when you hike up Merapi you will be able to see Merbabu and it is also a really nice mountain and It is not a volcano, so Merapi is volcano, Merbabu is just a mountain, and it is higher than Merapi, and the view is very nice up there, but you gotta hike for seven hours to go up. And then we also have other place or hilly area called Ngelangran in Jogja, and then if you want to go to waterfall, you did go to waterfall. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we have Sri Getuk and then there are also some waterfall in the west of Yogyakarta. And then in the south of Yogyakarta, we, we have beaches. So for the black sands, we have Parang Tritis and uh, Depok. And then for the white beaches, oh, there are so many. But yeah. my most favorite beach called Ngandong Beach. And there is also another interesting beaches that maybe people want to see, Timang Beach and uh, what would the Ombo Beach. And I'll post like a link to some of that information too because there, there's like a ton of different beaches that each have their own like special characteristic, I think. Yeah. Um, and they're all like from city center, hour and a half to two hours ride. Yeah, two hours ride. So if you don't ride a bike or take a taxi... Um, you can like hire a driver for the day. Yeah, I think especially for those who travel with friends, I think the best way to explore Jogja is just to rent a car really and then share it with your friend because all the uh, really nice places, they're out of town. And when you don't ride scooter, it will be difficult for you to see what we see. Right. And you should try to learn, but you probably shouldn't try to learn on like the busy streets of Indonesia because I always see like Westerners and tourists and things like that with like their heads wrapped up or their knees wrapped up from motorbike injuries. Mm. Um, there's also like, there's tons of like lookout spots and things like that and like overlooks and like some of them are like set up already for social media, right? Like they'll say like, like take a picture. And so yes, it's, it's yes. kind of weird. Because uh, for, I think, I don't know, uh, in Indonesia, we do take a lot of pictures. So yeah. we want to go there because we just want to post it on Instagram. And then so uh, to attract them, they will make it look like that. So it, it can attract the tourists. Yeah. Is tourism... Is the tourism industry in Jogja, is it strong right now? Is it good? It is good. And then, well, I can see a lot of hotels happening now. Yeah. Before, when I was there for eight years ago, there were not so many places to stay. I think that's why the, if you want to talk about the accommodation in Jogja compared to Bali, I think Jogja's accommodation is actually more expensive than in Bali. Like in Bali, you can find a lot of cheaper places, while in Jogja, you will not be able to find a lot of cheaper places for the accommodation because we don't have a lot of accommodations. 
Yeah, it's a spectrum. Like here in Bali, like you can get a like a nine dollar hostel or guest house, or you can get like yeah, two or three hundred dollar like resort type of thing. Mm. But there are a lot fewer options in, in, in Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, we do have like only nine dollar for a dormitory, but we won't get. I don't know, like $200, $100 for like such a beautiful resort like in Bali. Right. Uh, Georgia, to me at least, was a lot more mellow too. Mm-hmm. Like Bali has a lot of like really young Australians right now coming on holiday or it's winter and there's lots of like loud <laughs> type of music and stuff like that. But, um, but Georgia was kind of quiet. Yeah. And uh, I think... We do actually have tourists or I think most of them, they also study mm. in one of the university in Georgia or in some of the university in Georgia and they come to Georgia. If you, for example, if you see uh, Western people or someone from other country nearby the university, I, I'm sure that they are not the tourists, but they are actually international students. And then when you travel in Jogja and when Indonesians say like, Ho, apa kabar? Which means like, how are you? And then if you actually say, baik, they will expect you, oh, you study in Jogja, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so in Jogja, mostly, uh, I think in Bali, uh, when you go out and then people will start talking to you in English. Hmm. And I think in Jogja, it is, most likely they will actually try to ask you in Indonesian, like, apa kabar, instead of, how are you? Because uh, the people kind of like think that a lot of international students in Yogyakarta, but yeah, it, it's not, maybe you're just a tourist there. When you're an international student, do they try to, like, are you supposed to take Indonesian language as part of your coursework or no? Oh, it depends on uh, what they study. Some of, the, some of the students, they learn Indonesians because they measure is Indonesian and maybe business or something. But then uh, for those who enroll in international uh, courses, then you don't have to learn Indonesian. But then... Uh, t- just to make things easier for them to live in Jogja, for example, six months, how to order things. I think they will take course in Indonesian for a few months. Okay, let's talk about food. Hmm? Okay, so um, like there, there's stuff that's standard throughout Indonesia, and then there's some things that you can only. Well, I don't know if you can, like, I'm talking like I've been all over Indonesia. But I saw some things, at least different from Bali, that are in um, uh, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Like, bakso is a big one? Yeah. So, uh, for Georgia, the most favorite, not the most favorite, the most famous, Mm. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the most famous food in Jogja, I think where you can actually find this in Jogja or the special food from Jogja mm. called gudeg. Gudeg. Have you tried? Is it, was that the jackfruit thing I had? Yes. Yeah, it was really so good. So you can only find that in Jogja. Well, maybe if you can, uh, if you have uh, someone in New York and he, he or he is from Jogja, they can cook you. But that food is a specialty of Jogjakarta. So it is a steamed jackfruit. Jackfruit, yeah. yeah. And then you eat it with rice and it has also cow skin. 
Is that what that was? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so that is for the food, I think. And we have box of course, but Jogja is not. Which is like meat meatballs. Yeah, it is a meatball. Soup. I really like it though. Yeah, meatball soup. We have oh, a lot of different Indonesian foods in Jogja. We also have foods from other part of Indonesia. But for Jogja itself, the most famous thing is gudeg. When you go places, they'll offer like a Western breakfast, which like you know omelet and things like that, which. Like makes me think that that's not a typical breakfast here. So, what would be something that would be a typical breakfast food item for an Indonesian? For Indonesian, yeah. So in the morning, we usually eat soto ayam. It is uh, for breakfast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, for breakfast, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is a chicken soup. With rice and a little bit of glass noodle, it is very yummy. Mm. So I like to eat it almost every day in the morning. And then we have uh, rice porridge as well. And then we have yellow rice in the morning. We have nasi goreng or fried rice in the morning. We do eat rice in the morning though. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's rice for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> 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 a lot of rice. Yeah, so rice. And then, oh, I think I need to mention this coffee thing. Yeah. So in Jogja, Jogja is also famous for a coffee called coffee joss. Coffee joss. Okay. Do you know what it is? You I can find it in a Malioboro street or just the street before Malioboro. It's not the luwak coffee. No, it is not the luwak coffee. So it is a coffee, and then you will put a charcoal in inside. Charcoal. Yeah. So the charcoal, you know, yeah. on fire, and then you, you put, it put it in a coffee, and it makes sound. Joss. <laughs> um, That's why it's called coffee joss. That can't really be good for you, no. Yeah, but people like it, and it only. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, uh, and it opens five to I don't know maybe one a.m. in the morning. It is actually really famous I in Jogja. Uh, I kind of wish I had it now. When I come back, yeah, you have to go back to Jogja. Wow. Okay. Um, and I think maybe I was talking to you about this, but like culturally, like most cultures, uh, other than the United States, like food is meant to be shared with people in a large setting with family and friends. And it's starting to change a little bit here as things get a little more hectic and people have to work more. Is that fair? Where people are eating more uh, on their own or like fast food and things like that rather than like a sit-down dinner with friends and family. Mm, I think in Jogja that happened like that because mostly students, they would just, you know, like they live in Jogja by their own and then they would just go by themselves. But I think a lot of people still prefer to eat with their friends or okay. their family in okay. Jogja. Yeah. Maybe that was someone talking about people in Bali. Also in Java, we have these um, words, if... 
in English it means like eat or not eat we will still have to be together really yes okay um speaking of fast food yes uh when i was traveling around i saw that you guys have like pizza hut and burger king and things like that um is that new or was that there eight years ago when you first came to georgia oh it's already i think we already have them since when i was a kid oh really yeah And you were explaining to me that um, the fast foods are expensive. Expensive, yeah. yeah. And then it, it is quite cool to eat a Pizza Hut cool. and McDonald's, yeah. Especially for the high school students, because you know, like in Jogja, in Jogja we can get, let's say, ten um, thousand or one dollar foods, yeah. And you know, like the students already happy with that. But then uh, for those who eat at a McDonald's, they, they pay for $3. So it is, you know, like more expensive. So it's cooler than eating in a, such an Indonesian place. Yeah, it's so strange because like at home, I mean, I guess teenagers eat it too, but it's because it's like you get the dollar menu and you can get a whole lot for a whole little. And um, it is true, like, If if you go somewhere like on the street, you like two people can eat together for like five dollars American and be really full. Mm. Um, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, American fast food chains? Um, I don't really like them though. I think I prefer to eat healthier than that, and yeah. then I prefer Indonesian foods actually. There's one place we both like. Wingstop. Wingstop. <laughs> which we, is, which you have in um, in Georgia. No, we don't have it in Georgia. It's not in Georgia? No, not yet. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Maybe we, you could start one. I had that in Jakarta. Jakarta, okay. We don't have Burger King in Georgia. Am I crazy? Yeah, so in Jakarta, we only have McDonald's, McDonald's. and that's it. You have and Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut. And That's it. KFC, you know? Yes. KFC. KFC, Pizza Hut, McDonald's. Okay. And no other... Oh, we saw we yeah. saw Burger King. Oh, actually, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, that's right. Mm. Which you don't like. But we we have a J.Co. Like What? Johnny Andrew and Company Donuts. And it's better than Dunkin' Donuts. And it's better than Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, cheaper? Yes. Oh, I don't know if it's better, though. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when, uh, I think that for people traveling, I guess maybe from the States, wow, they are loud out there. When people are traveling from the States, uh, probably for Indonesia, they often think of like Bali as the first place in Indonesia to travel to. Um, and I think that for at least some people I've spoken to, they would be apprehensive because they remember... Um, a lot of the like protesting and demonstrations and things like that that were in Jakarta when it was, like was being a push from a president like without term limits to president with term limits. So in terms of safety and people traveling to Georgia, um, do you think that it is safe for you know Westerners to come to? Yeah, I think Georgia is safe place to travel even to travel by yourself yeah i would agree with you and i also think that it's important for people to do that i think that um especially for americans 
it's important to travel to a place with a lot of Muslims and they can see how safe they are um, as opposed to like a lot of the things that they might see in the media. That's not to say that there's some unsafe places, but um, I also think it's a unique experience to hear the call to prayer five times a day. Uh, it's a little tough starting at 4.30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> uh, and runs for like 20 minutes. But um, yeah, I think that it is probably a, a, an up and coming place because it is such a quick ride from or ride a uh, flight from Bali. Mm-hmm. You can catch like Lion Air or Air Asia for like fifty bucks ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't expect it to be on time <laughs> or to get water or anything like that unless you want to pay for it or to have legroom. But it's a quick flight. Unless you want to pay for Garuda. <laughs> or, yeah, Garuda is like a step up, right? <laughs> um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about some other places in Indonesia because you have a favorite island. Yes. Which is called? Uh, do I have to choose one? <laughs> okay. Well, how so about from Jogja? North of Java. Yeah, so from Jogja, uh, it is easy to go to a place called Karimun Jawa. It is such a heaven place. It is very nice place. Why? Like seriously. <laughs> White sand stuff like that. What so this island uh to get to this island we need it is quite far though. Um five hours to six hours uh by mini bus, minifan or you know like yeah, driving driving to a place called Chipara it is also another city in the north of Java and then from there you can go to the island by boat there are two types of by boat we have ferry and then we have fast boat and then by fast boat to go there it takes us Two and a half hours. Wow. And then by ferry, five hours. Wow. And then so that would be we like, arrive yeah. into this small island. Not not really small though, but very beautiful. And then they have really good seafood, of course. And actually not so many places to stay. Okay. So that's developed. Yeah, still developing. And then there is only one ATM in the island. Really? Yeah. And then I went there three years ago and we had uh, only 12 hours of electricity. Really? Yeah. And then now, but luckily now, they they have 24 hours electricity. And what can you do in that island is, of course, to visit the beaches. So the main island, uh, the biggest one, it doesn't really have a lot of, you know, like, beaches to explore we they do have it but not as many and then i think the highlight from karimun jawa is that from the main island you can do island hopping and then you visit other islands nearby and oh my god like maybe you are the only person in that island really it is really beautiful like Seriously beautiful. You have to go. Is it easy to get from island to island? Yeah. So uh, from the main island, you just uh, join the tour, like uh, the island hopping 
trip. Yeah. With other travelers, and then they will take you around to the beaches, and the place is still very clean as well. And imagine you are in a such a, a small island, and you can walk to what is it? Walk back to the place where you were, mm-hmm. and yeah, white sands. No fast food. No fast food. No wing stop. No wing stop, and you can actually camping there as well. Really? Only if you are not scared of anything. Is that a shot at me? <laughs> there are okay. There are <laughs> there are a lot of creatures at night that come out and you know Only when you stay next to the rice fields. Oh, yeah, if you well, yeah. There was one night, um I'll probably talk about this more in 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 the Bali episode or one of the Bali episodes I do, but we were driving from Ligian to Seminyak. This is the two hour trip. Yeah. Um, and we were stuck next to this, this huge like bush that was in front of a, um, like a resort hotel type of place. And it was, there were huge bats flying out of it. <laughs> like so much that they were like, I was afraid it was going to fly into the, into the car. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of creatures. So thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> but people should know that. Lots of insects. Um, how about uh, Lombok? Oh, yeah. I do love Lombok. And I think uh, you have to visit this if you come to Indonesia as well. So Lombok, I've been to south of Lombok and it is really nice. A lot of uh, beaches in the south of Lombok. We do oh. The, the town itself called Kuta, but it's Kuta Lombok, okay? Not Kuta Bali. Right. It is not as crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy like Kuta Bali. And uh, Kuta is a place where you can actually find a lot of accommodations. I'm talking about Kuta, ba- Kuta, Kuta Lombok. Lombok. Yeah. And from there, you can easily go to the beaches around there. And then uh, the beaches around there are not touristy and then they are really beautiful as well and if you want to go a little bit further you will be able to find even a lot more beaches but i wouldn't recommend to stay in the middle of nowhere in lombok because i did that for two days and then Yeah, so short story, I traveled to Lombok and then I saw this nice place somewhere in Lombok to stay and I was like, oh, this place sounds uh, seems really nice and very pretty and also has a good price. So I decided to go there and then uh, as soon as I arrived at the airport, I just realized, oh, whoops, this place is two and a half hours far away, oh. <laughs> like away from the airport. And then to go to Kuta Lombok, it's around an hour. So from Kuta to where I'm staying, uh, that time, it took me for one and a half hour. Okay. And then in the midnight, uh, the thing, the difference between Lombok and Bali, I think some of some part of Lombok they are still very rural, and then they don't have street lights, so it is quite dangerous to go in the midnight or in the evening because there are no street lights, and then you don't know what is going to cross the street. 
Yeah, I guess that's the thing you sacrifice, right? If you if you want to do something that's less touristy, you're going to have to be a little bit more adventurous and give up some of like the comforts of home or the comforts of really touristy areas. Yeah, and if you want to go to Lombok, I think the best thing is just staying around Kuta and then you just drive around rather than you stay somewhere uh, far away and then you drive to Kuta because I did that and then uh, I was staying in the south east actually southwest of Lombok and um, I tried to find places to eat and then where I couldn't find it because I that is the only place in that area like where I was where I stay and also the only restaurant so two days I just ate there like every day for breakfast lunch dinner and yeah after two days I just moved to Kuta do you think that is probably going to start being more developed I think so too because it is really beautiful place yeah cool did you rent a bike there Pardon? did you yes yeah I ran a bike there, and then it's more expensive than Bali. Really? Yeah. Because it is also in a rural area, I guess. Yeah. But at, not in Kuta. N- you didn't rent a bike in Kuta. I did rent a bike in Kuta. Oh, but you're saying Kuta is not rural. Yes. Yeah. So I stay in a really rural area ple- called Ekas area. Yeah, so in that area... Not so many places to say. I think maybe only one, two, or three. And you went solo? I went solo. Yeah. So it's safe. It's safe, yes. It's just quite boring after a while, after two days, because, you know, like, if you want to go to ATM, it is one and a half hour away. If you want to go eat, you can only eat in that place because there are no other places. And then you can't really go home a little bit late because there are no street lights. While in Kuta, there are a lot of restaurants. You can also find bars, a lot of places to stay. And it is actually just uh, one street, but very not very busy, but it is quite busy street. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like Jakarta? Um, to a lesser extent than some of the more like uh, rural and nature type of areas. Jakarta? Yeah, do you like it less so than some of the places we've been talking about? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Um, ja- some people, they do like Jakarta when actually maybe they are from Jakarta or they live there or they like nightlife. Mm-hmm. I think the nightlife in Jakarta, it is really good. And while in Jogja, we don't really have nightlife. Well, we do have, but not as crazy or maybe not as fun Mm -hmm. because we don't really have uh, tall buildings. While in Jakarta, you can go to sky bars. Yeah. So that I I forget. I think um, I actually think it was your friend that said that or maybe it was you that said that Jakarta is kind of like Kuala Lumpur. Yes. Yeah. So like a lot of shopping and... Yeah, a lot of business. Yeah. A lot of expat working in Jakarta. More like upscale type of stuff. Yeah, expensive. Expensive, right? Mm. Okay, cool. So I think that 
Um, my recommendation. So first of all, thank you. Oh, don't forget to go to Flores. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to close out. Can we talk about that? Okay. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, so you should go to Flores as well. I went to Padar Island. And Where is Flores? Flores in the east of Indonesia. It is an hour flight from Lombok. So from Bali, you fly for 20 minutes to Lombok. From Lombok, you fly for an hour Okay. To Flores, and then you can meet Komodo dragons in oh, Flores. Yes. That's like the thing to do there, right? Yep, yep, yep. And then there is also <laughs> this uh, famous island called Padar Island. Okay. From. Ah, oh, yeah. Hmm. Isn't that the last place in the world that you can see Komodo dragons? Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like giant monsters. Yeah. Yeah. They are two meters long or, well, at least that's what I saw. I don't know how long until they can grow up. Isn't there something weird about, um, like, their saliva or something? Isn't there something like they're, like, super dangerous? Yeah, they're super dangerous. That's why if you go to Flores, you need to have a ranger with you. Do not go alone. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, if you... that's important for people to know. Yeah. If you <laughs> read the news, there was also a tourist did not want to go with the ranger and then got attacked by, by the Komodo. <laughs> so please, if you go in Indonesia, just follow the rules in case you want to hurt yourself. Did it kill them? No. They just got hurt. Beaten. They got by, bitten by it. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's like people in the monkey forest in Ubud. Like, people get bit a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's dangerous. That's not good. Yeah. And then you have to get... Spider uh, monkey. Yeah. Well, spider monkeys just climb on you. But the other ones bite. What? Okay. I'm talking to you like you're a nature person. What kind of monkeys are those? Like the ones at Uluwatu or in... They're, they're a little scary. I don't know. They bite though. And they're kind of vicious. Yeah. Huh? Stay away. Yeah. Mm. Or else if you get rabies, you have to get like 10 shots in your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. Not good. Okay, so what I was trying to say, well, are there, are there any other islands that are going to like, <laughs> oh, Flores. No, I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> so my suggestion is if you're coming to Bali and... Come to Jogja. Yeah, if you're coming to Bali and you have time, uh, or you should just make some time to go to Jogja. It's quite different from Bali. And... I think that it is... Yeah, come say hello to Chitra. We'll, we'll blast out her, her social media stuff. Um, you should start doing like tour guide stuff. Yeah. Ch Chitra's trips. That's you know what? If you want to uh, see what are in Jokia, you just need to follow my Instagram. There you go. <laughs> Do you know how many people listen to this podcast? Your Instagram is going to blow up. I'm actually kind of hoping the opposite, <laughs> that, <laughs> that your presence makes the podcast blow up. Okay, so please check out Jogja. It is safe, it is culturally different, and I think you will enjoy it. Okay, thanks, Chitra. Thank you. See you later, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, that's it, folks. 
Hopefully you learned a bit about Georgia and want to maybe travel there someday. That would be cool. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. I already told you to, to reach out to me if you have any feedback or, or information or things like that. I've got a whole bunch of podcasts planned for the near future, so I'm going to try to start pumping these out a lot more frequently because I've been traveling a whole lot and haven't gotten a bunch out. So um, thanks, folks. Until next time, peace. Thank you.